Welcome to the Pixel Response Podcast. And we're back. Another week hey. in October. Yeah. Yeah. Second week in October, technically, I guess, because we did it on the first last time. Is that true? Um, that sounds plausible, yeah. Yeah. Th- hmm. Sure. Of- I'll go with that. I don't sure. remember. I, yeah. I don't. Who cares? It really doesn't matter. It's October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on the episode. Uh, you, you it's know. episode hey. 91. I do know that. Okay. So it's been a while. We've been doing this for a few episodes now. Mm-hmm. Loving every minute of it. Somewhat. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just Reddit's distracting. Brittany's clicking through a bunch of there's a gif of a cat right now. It's, there's a gif of a cat all the time. I know. This one's kind of freaking out for some reason. <laughs> mm. Whatever. Talking about things I'm seeing. I should probably avert my eyes. Okay. You know what I should talk about quickly. What? What? If, if if you have something to buy on Amazon, please use our Amazon link. Oh, there you go. Damn it. Yeah. Like, for yeah. example, if you were like, oh, sweet, I got my paycheck. I'm going to buy the new Luigi's Mansion game. You really should have clicked on the Pixel Response link first instead of totally forgetting to do. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you did that, didn't you? I did do that. I forgot that was a thing. I could have See, I don't ever ourselves. I, I don't ever use Amazon. Oh, so, okay. Like, I don't like to buy things online because I don't like waiting. I like to go somewhere, give money, and then have it, which is why digital downloads is okay, even though it's waiting for, like, maybe an hour for something to download. That's yeah. still okay to me. But, yeah, yeah, I like to go somewhere, put down my cash, and say, give it to me, and then they hand it to me, and I walk out happy. I don't. No, it wait. was kind of dumb, considering I ordered it, then went to a mall and saw it on a shelf, and was like, I don't know what I did, because <laughs> I could have just had this right now. Yeah. But... Instead, I have one on its way, so yeah, I don't know. As if you're planning not to go anywhere, you can order something on Friday and then just have it on Monday. Sure. That's kind of But, like, I know maybe it's because in the States it's better. Things here seem to just be shitty. Like, Well, I think Amazon Prime is available here now, but that's, like, a paid thing. Oh, okay. Thing. So you can it's, get, it's like... It's probably worth it, though, because then you get it the next day, even, or whatever. Yeah. It's extremely fast, and I think you also get access to their streaming stuff, which may or may not include that John Goodman show. I don't know. He's oh, a, he's, okay. Yeah, no, yeah a, he is a guy. Original programming for a bit there, so. The yeah. Onion, they have a show? They do. You're right. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty good, too, from what I've heard. I guess so. I, I don't know. I've not... I don't really like regular The Onion, but periodically something will come up where it's just like, oh, okay, that was a good one. Um, I don't regular anything. People on Twitter just tell me what to click on, I think. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of how it goes sometimes. Like, it's I don't like, even oh, regular Giant Bomb every- anymore. Oh, yeah, I do. I I don't watch a bunch of quick looks or anything, but I'm more there for the forums at this point. But uh, periodically I'll check in. And I'm mainly a podcast guy, though. Um, yeah, I hear you. My reason for enjoying Giant Bomb as much as I do. 
And I mean, if you like this podcast, help us out a little bit. Use your the Amazon link. It's there under what the hell is it under now? It's like pixelresponse.com slash support us, I think. Okay. Something like that, yeah. I don't know. Basically, you just click a link there, do all your shopping through Amazon, do checkout, and then we get a kickback of whatever you spent there. And it's, I mean, it's nothing huge, but it helps more than you ever, ever know. Also, Stitcher. I do want to get this out of the way because we're still on Stitcher. Part of that is has been that we were supposed to promote Stitcher on every episode, and we haven't been. I thought that was in the uh, recorded bit. It's not. The Stitcher part isn't. And Uh, I forgot completely about it, and we've been forgetting to say it anyways before that. But uh, Stitcher, I still think it's the best way to do podcasts because all you have to do is like have an account, set something to your favorites, and then you can just stream it. You don't have to go through this downloading and syncing bullshit. You're just on the road. It's like, oh, there's a new episode of this. You click on it, and it plays. That's it. And it doesn't kill your bandwidth on your phone because what they do is they take stuff from the feeds, then they put it through their system, which compresses it really small, but to the point where like it's still okay to listen to because it's just us talking. It's not like music. And okay. then they spit that to your phone. So it's yeah. I was gonna say like I don't have a ton of data, but if you're saying it still works out, that's that's pretty cool. Well, that's how I listen to all my podcasts, and out of my gigabyte uh, cap, I've only done about 400 so far. Okay. So I never go over. But yeah, Stitcher. Uh, I think you can give us a thumbs up, like the thumbs up per episode there. And then that puts us on a list of like, hey, people like this and then other people can listen and blah, blah, blah. So do that if you are so inclined or if you're mobile a lot. It's the easiest way to do podcasts, I think. I I actually really do endorse them. I like the stuff they do. So you should do that and support us and blah, blah, blah. You know, help. Mm-hmm. We need help. Retro Kill Screen is back and that shit doesn't pay for itself. We have to pay John off every time he says a word. That is not. I didn't know that. I guess that I. That is not to my knowledge, but Paul. Every does word he says. The yeah, every word he says on a podcast actually costs ten dollars. Whoa, <laughs> like, that would be so bad. Still, we're but lucky to make, book him. That's but I mean, it would make sense for how little he talked on our Zelda episode. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to pitch questions to all people involved. I don't know. I was kind of doing my best. No, I mean, it went well. The problem was, uh, I think, like, we were all a bit tired. I w- had a busy... Okay. So, anyways, Retro Kill Screen, it's out now again. Uh, we talked about Zelda. Nathan, you were a part of that, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go and back. Maybe we were onto- tired, but I don't know. I'm going to go back to what you said about how, like, you bought some stuff and then you went to a mall and saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so fuck malls. I don't like malls, and I'll tell you why. I had to meet up with my mom. She was in town this week, and she went to Chinook on a Sunday. And okay. holy shit, that mall, I, we spent half an hour looking for parking. Like, it was just insane. There was people, pedestrians everywhere. There's uh, the security and cops just, like, patrolling, and, like, the whole parking lot was full. We had to drive around looking for a spot on a Sunday. Mm, yeah. No, yes. I, I mean, I transit to the general area and then walk there, so I'm one of the pedestrians. Um, Sorry, I guess. I wasn't there Sunday, though, so I think okay. I'm okay. 
Yeah, so but, uh, I was there Saturday, and yeah, that mall gets pretty crazy. But the pedestrian part I'm talking about is people walking from their cars to the mall, though. So there's just like foot traffic everywhere outside. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, I haven't really had to drive there since last Christmas, which was really really bad. But um, that's what you get for trying to watch movies on Christmas Day. I don't know. What was I? Yeah. I think that's what I was doing there. That's at least feasible. You can't even take Christmas off, huh? Still have to go see a movie? Well, they always release something on Christmas Day. I think this year might be the new Martin Scorsese movie, because I think it got delayed a month or two. But, um, yeah. Maybe they should release Gravity on Christmas Day. They already did. They already did. Yeah, it came out, and you saw it. I did. That was on Friday, though. That was Friday's movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Alfonso Cuaron is a guy who has directed uh, some pretty awesome stuff. Children of Men is a great movie that I really liked when I saw it seven years ago. Yeah, um, it was really... It still is kind of good. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's good. It's still good. Um, Since after that movie wrapped, I guess, he has been working on this movie called Gravity, um, which I was, you know, pretty pretty keen like keen on seeing just because that dude's got a pretty good track record, I guess. I, actually, I don't know if track record is the right word. Children of Men was great. And he made a decent Harry Potter movie. Beyond that, I don't really care about most of his stuff. But people love Itu Mama Tambien because boobs. That's the real reason. There's also people sure. who say they really like, you know, oh, it's about cancer and it's real sad. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there. Th- then I guess also Little Princess, if you go far back enough. That's a movie I remember people liked in the 90s. I don't know. No? Okay. Sure. I mean, I don't think I even remember it, so... Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. He he's been around for a while, but uh, as part of the whole kind of, you know, Guillermo del Toro and Inarritu and stuff, like there was all these directors from Mexico kind of kind of getting high profile. He was one of those guys. Um. Maybe the best one. So that's kind of where I was like, all right, I'm down. Um. And then I saw Gravity, which critics have been going insane for, like just like, wow, this is amazing. This is like reinvigorates film in a way, and like, wow. Um. Mm. It's like a real cool theme park movie, I would say. It's like seems really fair to describe that movie as a thrill ride. Like it is trying to just be, uh, you know, buckle in, put on your 3D glasses, see some craziness, you know, and that's fine. But at the end of it, I was just kind of like, okay, like, I don't think I'll care about this a week from now, because there's, like, not a lot to really dig into, you know? Like, the characters... I don't even care to see it in theaters, because it just looks like a bunch of people floating in space and probably some dialogue and flashbacks. No, there's not really flashbacks. It is pretty much just a lot of bad shit is going... Like, imagine, like, Apollo 13 was happening, but on, like, a 90-minute time scale, where it's just, like, everything's gonna... You're gonna die unless you fix this right now. You better go. And then Sandra Bullock is racing around trying to get onto a a space station that isn't burning up to get an uh, escape pod, basically, because a bunch of shredded satellites are destroying everything. Um, And, you know, I I will say, like, that movie, if you're going to see it at all, you should see it in 3D in a theater because it is a thrill ride movie. So it's like. Mm -hmm. imagine going to you know like i mean it's like 
hey, I'm not going to go to Disneyland to watch Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I'm just going to download it. You're just like, oh, well, you just screwed up because the whole point of that thing is you're in a theater and it's talking to you as though you're in a theater and like treating you like you're in a kind of amazing surround sound kind of thing. Like it's a ride. It is a ride of a movie. There's like first person sequences where it's just like you swinging around in space. Uh, the 3d stuff is like clearly a big emphasis for it and everything like to the point where there's like, you know, it's zero gravity. So there's stuff floating around. So there's stuff floating at you like all the time. And then like George Clooney's like, Whoa, let me get that for you. And he reaches his like, hand out and grabs it in front of your face you know 3d stuff that's all i really wanted in a movie so is is george clooney like pawing at your face yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much like Um, a cat yeah (laughs) he's got like big gloves on um i don't know though like it it was kind of hard for me to be super excited after i walked out like this this is the thing that just happens like lately like i'll walk out with a group of friends and just be like so what do you think and if i hesitate for a second they'll be like really that was amazing you're just like all right it was okay it was okay i don't know i don't know what to say it was it was well made like it was like really you know they did their job the visual effects people and everything the sound design is really cool like the acting is totally fine but the characters are really really thin because you were kind of it's kind of an audience surrogate situation they want you in the hot seat you know Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh man, like she barely like there's a, there was a bit that was basically like watching big budget lunar lander. Like it was like little propulsion jets on the thing and she's like barely avoiding scraping against the station or whatever and it was just like That's amazing. Yeah, so like some of that tension of just like, "Oh, she almost hit that thing." Like that happens, but again, it's just kind of because it's such a visceral like uh, everything's exploding crazy immersive experience and for a movie that's really cool but again like that's not really why i go to movies maybe so this is a movie that if i don't see it in theaters in like 3d and have the popcorn and like the night out sort of thing i'm probably not gonna like it at home well it, it just wouldn't really do much like it's just kind of like watching a weird first person like space disaster simulator like it's like okay like without that added kind of big theater experience i i can't imagine it really popping in quite the same way but like i don't know people are really really happy with it it won the weekend quite easily and people are again critics are freaking out but like i'm wondering if they're freaking out in the way that's like this should win best picture because that would be crazy to me it's like we're gonna give this to a theme park ride it was a cool theme park ride, but that would be kind of akin to like Jurassic Park one best picture or something. Like, it's just like, that's weird. That's just weird. That's not what they do. Right. I love yeah. Jurassic Park, by the way, but that just doesn't fit with like what I think movie people are into as a thing. Like it's, it's, I don't like, I can't say for sure, for sure whether or not it'll like hold up or whatever, but I, I don't know. Like, it, it seems to me like kind of a one-shot deal. Like, you went on a crazy ride, and then you had that experience. And that's great, but... The end. That's it. It's over, yeah. Okay. It did, it did have me kind of, like, in a weird, like, thought process right after I saw it, where it was like, wow, he spent, like, five years making that. Why? Wait, like, why? I, yeah, I was like, why would you design a ride 
for five years, essentially. Like, why would, like, such a simple thing with, like, no real, you well, know, nothing What I'm wondering say. is what takes five years if what you're describing is basically just kind of an in-the-moment visual and kind of whatever experience that doesn't mm-hmm. resonate afterwards. It's like, what takes so much time then? It's not like he had to think anything out. Well, it's, I'm assuming, like, based on what he's been saying, like, shooting convincing zero-G is really hard. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is a technical feat in a lot of ways. Like, it is a cool looking special effects thing. But, yeah, like, I can't imagine, like, coming up with the idea is that, you know, it's like some astronauts are up in space and then everything starts falling apart and she has to get back. All right. Um, that's actually pretty much our screenplay. We'll figure this out at some point. Like, oh, like, that was actually one of the things is, is like, whenever a character would kind of have to get a little deeper, it was always, like, super dramatic stuff, which just felt like, no, come on. Like, it's, like, the one defining thing about Sandra Bullock is she had a daughter that died, and she's, like, really sad about it. And then, like, that's the only hook they really give you to care about her, and I was just like, I this is just, I don't, I don't know. No. I, I was kind of just not having it. So, I'm probably cold-hearted or something. I don't know. Eh. They just did delve into these people at all and that's kind of fine because they wanted to get to the good stuff you know like it is just like you were in space from second one of that movie and bad stuff starts happening like maybe 10 15 minutes in and like you're just kind of like in the experience the entire time and that's the whole point of it but i don't know it wasn't really something that stuck to like you know it's it's like not something i get really really into long term so it was fine i would say it's worth seeing if you want to be in space and have bad things happen i guess who would want that though i don't know (laughs) i guess that was maybe one of my like issues with it before it even came out is just like i'm i'm of the opinion that humans already don't do enough space travel like, that is a thing we are under-investing in because it's, like, a cool new frontier type thing, right? So to make a movie that is, like, going to make people really anxious about going into space just seems like a bad idea. Like, it's just, yeah. like, I mean, walking out of it, I was kind of comparing it to what happened with Jaws, where, like, people saw Jaws and they were like, oh, shit, I'm not going to the beach. And you're just like, you know, that's, like, statistically really, really not likely to happen ever. Right? They're just like, fuck that, I'm not going swimming. You know, like, this movie, like, preys on that irrational fear people have of dying in space, which I didn't know was a fear, because who goes to space? But on Reddit, like, some of the top voted comments about this movie were like, oh man, dude, I have, like, nightmares about dying in space. And you're just like, what is wrong with you? That's so weird. But, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess eight year olds saw Apollo 13 and then got really anxious about it. I could like, see that, because I saw that movie pretty young. The worst nightmare I ever had was dying in a fire, like at house, at my house. Okay, that but I mean, I it was, (sighs) and I know what caused it is that I don't know if you remember, but back in like the late '80s and early '90s, I don't know if it was just like on our local TV station here or if it was just a thing. There was um a whole bunch of commercials that would show like a Christmas tree and like stuff going really nice, like a nice Christmas tree tree in a fireplace and stuff like that and cookies and um, a person like in a couch or something. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like 
the Christmas tree wires like short out and cause a giant fire and it's like be safe this <sighs> Christmas or whatever. It was just oh, shit wow. like that. Like they would have these commercials that were just like Oh, is that like you know, electricity safety where it's like way too much stuff's plugged into it kind of thing? Yeah, kind of, but like I don't know. There's just so many of those where it's like this really nice normal thing and then all of a sudden it goes terribly wrong and you're assuming people died in this fire. Yeah. or something and like this is what i grew up with as a kid while watching my super mario brothers super show or whatever yeah. you know what i mean just like psa bad bad shits everywhere thanks and you're just like oh man yeah like for me it was always like you know you're probably gonna step on a needle or something like it's just like that, what i know that was one too um i mean all the drug ones obviously were a huge one yeah. At that time, there's so many anti-drug PSAs. It's like, this is your brain. And it's just like, she takes that pan and smashes the egg. It's like, this mm-hmm. is your brain on drugs and shit like that. Yeah, the war on drugs is a pretty pretty dramatic time. But the uh, PSA it was brought up. That's hilarious still, but it was terrifying. What do they do on that one? It's Pee Wee Herman saying, like, don't do crack, basically. <laughs> and it's okay. it's so terrifying because then it's just like right after that airs his show he's like <laughs> screaming and there's all these couches and shit talking to him <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right television i don't know what what's the equivalent now does that even happen do do they do that kind of stuff now i honestly don't know i don't know they must, hey if right? there were younger listeners out there uh write us in uh, or or voicemail, I guess, and tell us what what kind of junk do they have you listen to on the TV now? You know what kind of PSAs pop up? Because yeah, I mean, yeah. W- there's obviously like, don't you put it in your mouth? That was a classic. That was a big one. Yeah, poison. Um, what else was there? The rats talking about yeah. like, yeah, the mouse trap the rats. It's like, no, the you should always trap. ask somebody older before you you know do that. It's just like okay. One of my favorites like was this one that's just like talking about the north american house hippo oh yeah and basically I... the psa was don't believe everything you hear on tv and it's just yeah. kind of weird that's like you chose the medium to tell me not to believe this medium i don't know <laughs> yeah i do remember that one though like it's just like like it's a nature program for like 45 seconds and it's just like dude come on stop it like pay attention you're just like okay weird yeah Oh man, I don't even know how we got on this. <laughs> but, okay, we were so gravity about being afraid, irrational fears. Okay, so yeah. Anyways, gravity. It's basically like Apollo thirteen, but not good. No, it's like Apollo thirteen, but fictional and more interested in being a thrill ride than saying anything about anything. So it was like perfect in a way. It totally did its job. But I, I still don't like it's still kind of just this weird puzzle to me as to why someone with like a decent amount of creativity in their lineup of films before would just kind of make a movie so simple. But I don't know. Maybe that's that's fine. Like, it, OK, they made it. Yeah, I, I that's kind of it, it did kind of start this weird pro- thought process for me of just kind of like 
man, like people work so hard and so long to produce all this like stuff. And then we just kind of sit here and dismiss it in like five minutes. Like just like, mm-hmm. yeah, so Alfonso was working for five years on this thing. It's okay. Anyway, and then like that's it. Like that's us summing up his five years of his life. He did a decent job. You know, like it's just like kind of it feels mean, but it's just like there's so much stuff to go through, man. Like there's so many movies out there, so much other stuff going on. Like, I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, our job, like if we're going to criticize or whatever, like our job isn't the the like us saying it was okay. It was spending money, giving him and everyone he worked with money Mm -hmm. to see it and then decide if it was good. So, I mean, yeah. he's already got what he wants out of you. I guess, yeah, it it was kind of a thing where I was like, the like the movie theater way of doing things is kind of just, I I don't know, like the basically paying up front for something you don't know yet, whether or not it's like worth your time, seems to be just kind of an old way of doing it, you know? Like it's just at like, least when you paid to see Gravity, it was actually out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ugh. If so you mad. Get, uh, I don't want to yeah. get into that. I actually want to make this segue. So Apollo 13 was another space movie. Tom Hanks was in that, and he was also it, in Captain Phillips. He was in Captain Phillips. Uh, I went to the advanced weekend for that. They had a special early screening. Um, it was kind of in a bunch of major markets. They did a one day only one like a uh, thing, and I, I've been pretty keen to see that movie just because I like Tom Hanks quite a bit. Um. Yeah, he's okay. What? Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Okay, I was like, you saw it too? What? Because that's basically what I was gonna say. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I knew. It, I knew it was what you were gonna say. Because if yeah. you actually really loved it, I would have seen tweets about it. I know. He, here's kind of what happened with that movie. This movie is based on the Somali pirate incident that happened four years ago. You may have seen the South Park episode. Um. Yes. They like so I didn't know much about what exactly went down during all that because I just didn't really pay attention. So I was like, all right, this you know I'll learn this little bit of history through this movie. That's cool. I, I'm I'm okay with learning things through films. That's a fun way of doing it. Um, the first hour of the movie was fantastic. Like I was just sitting on the edge of my seat, just like, wow, oh man, I wonder what's gonna happen. And then there is a point where just, like, I felt the stakes just dropped dramatically, and I kind of just stopped caring that much about what was going on. Um, So, like, it's kind of like a hostage situation type thing. The initial awesome stuff is when the ship is first being approached by the pirates, and, like, it's all kind of like, oh, man, the crew's, like, hiding from them. They're, like, metal gearing their way around this ship and trying to kind of stay out of sight and at the same time, turn off the generators and stuff or get some water. Like there's a kind of awesome tension to all of that stuff. And then at some point, uh, the pirates leave the giant ship and only have Tom Hanks hostage. And at that point I was like, well, this was based off of this guy's memoir. So I know he's fine. So at this point, there's only, so I know what's going to happen now. I basically know that, He'll be fine. The only question that remains is, will these pirates get killed or not by the military? And I kind of don't care that much about most of them. Like, some of them are kind of more interesting characters than others. But I don't know. Like, they have a whole hour of the movie to kind of build them up 
and like you're just spending time with like five dudes in a boat and you're just like all right well like now's the time to kind of make me invested and it just kind of i could just like feel my adrenaline lowering and just my interest kind of slowly evaporating and then in the final 10 minutes i was kind of back on board mainly because tom hanks kind of just ups his acting game and kind of has to do some pretty intense stuff in the final bit and i was like wow that was that was really great and but then it was over so there was like a a big chunk of that movie that i kind of didn't care about but i kind of had to just kind of look at it like well this is history like this is what happened so i can't demand they change it to make it more entertaining like that would be kind of just disingenuous in this really gross way so you know they they did their job glorious bastards did it though oh but they just like yeah they rewrote like well-known popular history sure and purposes like this just happened like it would be really weird to just kind of like it's like you know it's the same guy who made united 93 it would be like and then they flew over to afghanistan and punched osama in the face or something like so this is like this is like his niche right like this uh, is the thing he does this is a thing he does when he wasn't doing like born movies and stuff like united 93 and now this are kind of like his historical drama type things yeah so he likes to exploit people's suffering really (laughs) well like you know there there is a memoir by captain phillips and like you know it it seems fair that this story was kind of getting shopped around and whatever like it's not just Greengrass's idea but you could say he kind of leverages real events for extra drama type thing yeah um like i mean yeah fair enough i guess and i don't know i i I liked it overall. Like it was a it was a pretty good movie, but again, like it's just kind of a bummer to me that there's this like really steep drop off in terms of how interesting everything is at some point. Like it's just like, well, I don't want to say why did you make this movie at all cuz it was still overall interesting, but I don't know. Like it's it's kind of like, man, I wish that went a little more exciting somehow, like in the real story. If how was how was Catherine Keener? Barely in it. Like the opening Good. scene, like them driving to work, and like they basically have some like you know they're a uh, couple who's been together for quite a while. So it's just like, well, you know, like I uh, love you. I'll see you later. Um, have have a good day at work or whatever. And she's like, all right, and he, like flies out or whatever. Like it's just like real, like I guess sort of realistic, but low key talking on the drive to the airport. Like it's just like. I guess to be fair, it's like a two-week trip was the plan, but uh, mm. yeah, bar- bar- barely in it. Like, which I guess I kind of did like that it doesn't, you know, go for the dramatic notes of like, oh, his wife listening next to the radio and just crying or whatever. Like, they don't do any of that stuff. It like stays with Captain Phillips the whole movie, so it is just like this is his experience, like from the minute it starts to the end. Like, it is just with that dude. And like, I guess I liked that it was kind of restrained and disciplined in that way. It, it didn't go for any kind of cheap shots. Like I felt United 93 kind of did do some kind of drama stuff. Like they would jump around from family to family or whatever. And there was, there was definitely some like shots of people reacting to the news and whatever. It's just like, this is weird. Like I, I felt that movie was really strange because it's like, you could easily look at this and just like, oh, this is just exploitation. Like this is just emotional exploitation. 
Like this is not worth uh, anything. But you could also look at it as like it's trying to kind of pay tribute to like the people who took over the you know wouldn't let it happen or whatever, and recreate kind of a timeline of events or whatever. And like there's some triumphant moments in that movie, but I don't know. I it, like that movie really kind of made me a little cringy, like just a little like ah, I don't know if this should exist. This is really weird. It was just gross. Like I watched it, it kept me yeah. on edge the whole time. Uh huh. But for the wrong reason, because I knew what the outcome was going to be. So it was just like, I'm here to see the train wreck happen. I yeah, don't know why I'm watching this. Caters to a morbid curiosity type thing, eh? Like it's just like, oh, I get to see the plane crash. Like the, these are real people that died. Like it's just kind of like, sort of akin to you clicking on a YouTube video you really shouldn't watch or something. Like, or going oh. to reddit.com slash r slash morbid curiosity. Exactly. Morbid exactly. reality? Was that it? Morbid reality, I think, yeah. Reality, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, like, um, his his pure fiction stuff, like the Bourne movies, I didn't like Green Zone very much. Um, But, yeah, I, I guess, I like, one point of thing, like, I've complained about Paul Greengrass's shaky cam stuff in years past. I didn't, I was not bothered by anything in this movie at all on that front. It, oh, okay. It, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it's, it really comes down to like how interested are you in seeing Tom Hanks do another totally solid dramatic performance? Although I will say like his character is just kind of snarky considering he's like under like held at gunpoint by pirates. Like he's a little catty with it sometimes. <laughs> it's just like, hmm. dude, dude, you, you should not be this kind of you know, flagrantly trying to manipulate them or whatever. Like this is kind of dicey, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's based on that book. I'm assuming that dude might've been that kind of ballsy sometimes, but who knows? I have a weird tangent for you. Okay. Have you ever just like rubbed your facial hair against the mic to see how it feels? I do that all the time to see how it feels. No, but I've accidentally kind of, bumped the mic a couple times this very episode so i apologize for doing that okay uh, see i i do it regularly but my mic has the like mesh metal guard on it oh so yeah every now and then like a hair will get caught and pull right out of my face mm. and it hurts it hurts oh, a lot that's not good i thought this was no. going you know it feels really awesome it's like just a scrubber it's really you know but it's like no that sounds terrible Oh, that is a good feeling, though. Like, when you have a beard or something, and you just find something and just, like, rub. And just, mm-hmm. like, exfoliates the skin that never has seen the day of light. Hasn't seen the sun light of day. Long- yeah. yeah. In, like, years. You're just like, oh, it feels so good to move the skin here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you could technically just do that with your fingers, but who does that? That's weird. Uh, there's, like, rubbing your chin, rubbing your beard. That's a thing. You know, kind of ponderous. That's what you immediately look like. You're thinking about the problems of You're the world. always in thought. Like instant philosopher if you have a beard and you start stroking your chin. I have a problem for you. Okay. Okay, so humanity, right? We're all human. <laughs> yep. What if all of a sudden there were these giant titans that started attacking and eating everybody? That would be pretty bad. It would be like God of War, but I'm not as mad as Kratos, so I'm not sure how I'd deal with it. Okay, so I watched Attack on Titan, the anime. 
what is oh okay i was like and this is what the problem is is that these fucking creepy ass flesh titan things like they're people they look like giant people with huge mouths and dead eyes just like go around eating people (laughs) they're trying to kill humanity okay and like i don't read the i don't read the manga i don't read manga at all and like i don't know any of the story besides what i saw in the anime so i don't know why they do it is this like and, humanity retaliating though cuz this is attack on tech no type. it's it's them trying to like survive okay so the basic idea is that like there's a diff- they have these walls set up or whatever there's three walls and the titans attack one day and five years later, somebody that was involved in that attack, like a kid that saw his mother die, joins the army or whatever, like their version of the army, and um, f- finds out he has like this superpower because anime. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that he can actually he can actually turn into a titan himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. So. Um, it's basically that's all it is. It's 25 episodes right now. I don't know if they have plans for a second season or what they're doing with it. Well, this looks. This is pretty recent. Hey, I was just looking at the wiki. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it just ended, like the anime. The yeah, show late on September, TV. Or so pre- Yeah, this is a really recent thing. Um, crazy. Okay. I'm just looking at yeah. some pictures now. But yeah. Um, anyway, so he can turn into a titan. And, I mean, eventually by the end, I mean, you know what's going to happen. He learns how to control it. But for the first time, he's just kind of angry and fighting all the other Titans because he hates Titans because they killed his ma. They killed his ma. So, like, I'm going to destroy all Titans. So when he becomes one, that's his goal. And he goes around just beating the shit out of these other Titans. (laughs) Character um, motivation, boom, that's enough. At some point, does his mouth get horrifying? Yes, Jesus. All of the Titans mills are horrifying. The thing I'm looking at right now is like the worst, like just giant ass smile. He has too many teeth. His mouth is too wide. And I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's ex- like that's a- how they all look. The other okay. ones are creepier because at least he kind of looks like a demon Titan or something. Yeah. The other ones just look like people, like babies or children or whatever, or like taller people. Mm-hmm. And, like, when they open their mouths, it's huge, and it's way creepier. Wait, who is weird kind of fleshless dude? That's another Titan. I okay. Like, I can't see what you're seeing right now, but there's, like, there's normal Titans where they're basically just driven to go find people and then try to eat them. There's mm-hmm. aberrants that have weird behavior and just kind of, like, do their own thing, so they're a bit scarier because they're unpredictable. Then there's, like... Other Titans, there's a colossal Titan that can look over the walls that are keeping humanity alive. Like, he's huge. He's, like, three or four times as big as a normal one. Um, There's, like, an armored Titan who it sounds exactly like... Or it is exactly what it sounds. It's armored and, like, can bust down doors and shit like that. Okay. And, like... Is this, uh... Is it pretty gnarly? Like, is it pretty violent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite violent. And, like pretty good animation or oh very good animation that's the whole reason i kept watching it because i like i don't mind some anime but there okay there's a point where i'm sick of looking at like 70s style anime 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then there's yeah, another yeah. point where I'm sick of looking at like the 90s anime where everything's cutesy and shitty. This is kind of like a nice mix of like computer animation is in there like to make things look cooler and standard anime and all that sort of thing. And the people have uh, devices like the people there's uh, groups of people that fight the Titans when they come in and they have devices that are basically like hook shots like their belts like with hook shots on either end i'm trying to describe it so like you could just picture it or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um it like pulls them up and they can control it by shifting their weight according to like where they want to go and sort of thing as they're moving through the air okay so they can like move in 3d space you know what i mean where they're like just kind of flying around almost only they sounds like fly. bionic commando or something kind of yeah it's kind of like that sort of idea and uh, the parts where they're just kind of like going and going all crazy and shit is really cool looking. Okay. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. It's really good. I would. And it's like that. ongoing. Like this is a. Uh, this will come I, back. Like there's. More I read that apparent. I read that apparently there's no plans for a second season or it hasn't been greenlit or something. So I'm guessing that just means that. They're still seeing how this did, and then they're going to sign the paperwork for the next one. I'm assuming that's what they mean. Okay. But there's already manga for it. There's a whole bunch of games and, like, those uh, comics that you can get on your PS3 sort of thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? The, like, novels, the digital novels or whatever they call them. So there's a bunch of stuff you could take in. There's a lot of web, like, browser games and stuff like that. I don't know. It's really kind of cool, though. And for me to say that about an anime, it's pretty rare. So, it's like, hey, I'm like, sorry. The director also did Death Note, so boom. Yeah. Frame of reference, I don't know. At least yeah. I've heard of that. I've seen some of that. But yeah. yeah sorry to I mean, take the wind out of your sails. Cause I'm no, sure no, it's, it's fine. But um, I don't actually hate that show. I just didn't watch a lot of it. Okay. But, like yeah, for I guess for me to say anime, this anime is good. Like people that aren't really into a lot of anime could probably watch it. Okay. So, like I'm I've not been... the type of person that's like I know a whole bunch of things and I know how to speak Japanese because I watch a lot of anime. I'm just like, no, I watched like Akira when that came out back a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like to watch certain things here and there, but meh, anime meh. So yeah, and it's like I'm good. like it's Miyazaki, Gainax, uh, Satoshi Kon, like some of the bigger Miyazaki's names. is a whole different like ball game though. I know, I know. I'm just like that's kind of some of the stuff I've seen, you know, the majority <laughs> of it maybe. But um, I I watched a little bit of uh, Panty and Stocking again. Panty and Stocking. Yeah, Panty and Stocking is good just because it's like really adult and kind of dumb. So dumb, but they love yeah. it. They love being dumb, so it's funny. I think I don't. It. I don't know if you personally would like Attack on Titan. I'll I'll I'm check it sure. out though. I'll, I'll, like why not? Yeah. Right? If if you're into it, it's only 25 episodes so far. It's easy to catch up on. And each episode. Oh, okay. I will say one thing. You know how a lot of anime do filler episodes? Yeah. This doesn't. There okay, has good. there wasn't a filler episode at all. However. 
you can skip the first three roughly to three and a half minutes of every episode because they do the recap that all animes do. Okay, I thought you were saying there's a badass theme song, and I was like, no, I will listen to it every time. No, the theme song is pretty good, but like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so there's the recap, and then the theme song sort of thing. The theme song itself is like a minute and a half, mm-hmm. and then um, the like. Yeah, kind of. It like okay. showing you what happened the last episode and whatnot. That's about a minute to two minutes or whatever. So you okay. can usually skip that stuff to get right into it. And but they do make a lot of references and flashbacks during the anime and saying the same thing over and over because that's the way anime is. And mm-hmm. that gets a little bit annoying, but it's better than having a full episode dedicated to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how long is each episode though? Is it half hour, hour? Twenty four minutes. Okay, good. That is that yep. is the correct length. So, mm-hmm. cool. How do you yeah. get onto this? Like, who told you about it? Uh, everybody. I follow a lot of people on Twitter that are really into anime. Oh, and, okay. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people talking about Attack on Titan and like hashtag Attack on Titan and all this sort of thing. So okay. I was like, I'm gonna give this a look because people are raving right now. I watched the first episode and then by the end of the night, I was up to episode ten. <laughs> All right, it's a good sign. And then I was still like, "Well, I'm basically Great half anime. done." So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a four-hour anime binge. It's amazing. I know. I don't do anime binges either. So again, like, take it for what it is. I don't watch anime, and I like it. So okay, go. That's a good sign. And speaking right. of anime, I'll transition right into the next thing I watched. I've been watching the season two Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. It's still annoying. Korra has not grown as a character. Like, I was going to revisit... People love this show, though. Like, what is it... The the show is good. The show is good. But the main character is an annoying, dumb bitch. So I'm going to start off by saying... I was going to revisit our last podcast where we were talking about uh, Legend of Korra, and I watched the last episode of the season and, like, what my thoughts were on it. But Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure... My thoughts were, I think they're now going to finally start developing Korra as, like, a character now that she realized, like, she can control the Avatar state and all this sort of bullshit. Okay. So it's like, now I think she's going to finally start growing up a little bit. No, she's just an annoying little bitch the whole time. And she's so easily manipulated, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how many times they can do the the good guy is actually the bad guy or the bad guy is actually the good guy sort of twist in these episodes and she doesn't catch on. Like, Mm. she... Oh, man. I don't know how to go into stuff without spoiling stuff, but, like, she just, like, for some reason hates her dad and then when her dad tells her the truth about something, she hates him even more and then the only reason why she likes him again is because this other guy was lying. Like, she's just so easily manipulated and it just makes no sense to me at all because she's the like, fucking avatar like <laughs> do like does it seem to insight? does it seem to clash with like other aspects of her personality or is she kind of always written as the clueless she's always been that way but that was the thing i le- didn't like about legend of Korra to begin with like okay if uh this is why i was going to revisit some of the stuff i said when season one was going on but i remember saying how she's just kind of like the impetuous, annoying, like, teenage girl. And Mm -hmm. I was hoping that maybe now she was going to start growing up because at the end of the first season, she, like, is able to control the Avatar state and stuff, and she starts growing up a little bit. 
But that didn't happen at all. Her character is completely just stagnant in this whole, like, I need to get revenge on everybody and I won't listen to anything anybody tells me ever. So what's keeping you in then? Like, this sounds kind of else. Everything else is fantastic. Like, there's good little mysteries developing between some of the characters. There's, uh, like, just some really weird, wacky characters and some comedy relief now and then. The whole world is in a state of, like, where there's going to be civil wars everywhere sort of thing. Like, there's a lot of really good, weird political stuff going on. Everything else is fantastic. It's just Kara. Or Korra, not Kara. Korra. Legend of Kara. Legend of Kara. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't have the same ring to it at all. It's just her. The main character. I can't fucking stand her. So... I don't know what's keeping me in it anymore because it's hard to say something's good when the main thing about it you can't stand. I don't know. Yeah, season two is shit. Mario 64 Mario says in the <laughs> chat. It no. is shit so far, but it it has a potential to blow up really good. Like, sh- shitty how? Like, I thought people were still pretty up on the show. Mm. Like, is it no, just... people are. I don't understand why, really. Maybe it's a lot of, like, impetuous 16-year-old girls that are just like, yeah, fuck that guy or something. Well, is it, like, okay, not to kind of just refer to, like, a previous show we were talking about, but, uh, like, you know, people love to hate Walter White, right? Like, he's just kind of a okay. dick. Okay, like, but is you, there, know, is there something you know why people about... hate Walter White is because you're forced to hate him. Like, he is a bad guy, and they wrote his character so well that you see, you do like him at first, and you're rooting for him, and even when you hate him, you still kind of want things to work out for him and his family in a way. Okay, whereas you just want Cora to, like, learn some lessons and grow up. I want this character to die and for there to be a different avatar. Whoa. Like, she's just so irritating. I don't know how to explain it otherwise, like... There's just so many times. There's just so many times where like somebody will tell her something and it just makes perfect sense and she'll go against it because she can do whatever she wants. Like what the fuck? Like she's like brash, prideful, or something like so much. Yeah, and it's so annoying because I understand why you would be that way when you're still trying to like learn how to do all this stuff. But when you're at this point where you can control this or like you're getting stronger and stuff. Why are you still acting this way? Like, what haven't you learned from all the shit that happened in season one and from you almost losing all your bending powers and, like, all this crazy stuff that was happening? Like, why are you still acting this way? I don't know. Because they need to write a full series and they are bad writers and they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to develop characters properly. This is the problem. Like, it just seems so the, like they're kind of stringing you along or kind of... Well, it's the problem a lot of writers for, like, I was going to say anime, but just in general have when they're weaker writers is what they'll do is they'll keep a character the same forever. And then the big revelation will seem bigger at the end, like their character changes and it seems bigger because it wasn't gradual. So it's like she'll probably be awesome in the last season or the last book or whatever they call it. Right. But that's because it wasn't gradual. So you didn't see it unfold. You just see it happen. 
And mm. I hate that. I fucking hate Because that's that. not how people learn, really. That's not like, how things go at all, which is why, even though I hated Walter White, it still made sense, because it was still gradual enough, although boombastic, really, yeah. that he turned into a villain. Because there was some reasoning and small things going along the way. Whereas this show is just kind of holding off on all that stuff, and it's kind of obvious and... Okay. Like it's just like the writing season one again. Only that doesn't make sense. Like, why are we still having this issue with Cora? She should have learned that there's certain people that know better than her by now because shit went real bad before. Like, what <laughs> is the what is the target audience for this though? Like, is it trying to kind of is this how? I think, I think it's still the same. Like, thir- I don't know what's rated thirteen up. Okay. Thing. Like, I mean, is it just like, well, this is how you teach lessons on TV. You just kind of have your stubborn character who has to kind of, you know, learn values and things each week, but not, you know, change entirely because then there's nothing you can't use her as a means of teaching stuff. I think that that argument, I think that argument works if this was a daily show, but when there's only a certain amount of shows within a season and um, like, I think it's 14 shows a season each 20 minutes and they're not every day they're weekly okay like you can progress things a little bit faster okay yeah Hmm. that's kind of that that's not that doesn't sound great i don't know huh cora is angst the person is basically what i'm trying to say as mario 64 mario pointed out to me Hmm. and it's true like, like you know you know team oh. angst imagine if that had powers associated with it and you would have this anime oh okay so it's like carry interesting so it's like uh limp biscuit basically <laughs> okay Rocking the set it's like russian roulette when you're placing your bet <laughs> oh man <laughs> i know it's lyrics are so bad rolling 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 that's the one what that's the one. <laughs> that rolling rolling yeah i know <laughs> That Roland song, you know. Yeah, what uh, was it called? It was like Roland, and then there was something in uh, parentheses beside it. I can't remember. I don't what it was remember. Called. But you're right. Oh. Is that Fred Durst? Is that that that, that is dude? Fred Durst? He's like a filmmaker now. He directed sure. like an indie movie with uh, Jesse Eisenberg that was actually well regarded. I'll tell you he what did. the last thing I saw him do is. What? So, you know Tom Green. Okay. Tom Green used to have a show on Comedy Central. But um, I think that got canned or something. Or, like, he, I don't know, just fell off the face of the earth for a while. But then he came back and he started doing a show from his home. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time I saw him. That He had Fred Durst there, and Fred Durst looked like a hobo. He had a giant, scruffy beard. <laughs> And he was dressed in just like rags. <laughs> and it was okay. Cool. It was so good. And the I last thing like, I, that seems about right. The last thing I saw him do was like an amazingly mature and thoughtful AMA on Reddit. And I was like just kind of blown away. <laughs> I was like, all right, you've earned this orange arrow, Fred Durst. He's Enjoy. apparently actually a quite a smart guy. He just isn't a musician like he's just no. not good at it yeah 
which is fine, I guess. But the fact that he was one of the like 90s biggest angst, emo, whatever you want to call it, new metal acts is yeah. just hilarious. I mean, I guess shows how little we cared about music in the 90s. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a high bar to clear to get up there. So, all right. I remember more Limp Biscuit lyrics, but I can't, which is probably for the better. Did it all for the Nookie. Come on, the Nookie. Come on. <laughs> You can take that cookie, stick it up your ass, stick it up your ass. God. Yep. Like, how was that such a popular song? (laughs) Those are the worst lyrics ever. Sorry, I'm just looking. Oh, man. I I was right. Uh, Guess who? If you win story mode in Fight Club the game, you get Mm -hmm. Fred Durst as a playable (laughs) character. <laughs> so there you go. Two thousand four video game. I I seem to remember hearing he was in that and yes, he is he's not only in it, he is like the thing you earn for beating the game. Like, so you have to earn him. Yeah. He doesn't oh, come for man. free. Fred Durst. I wonder what his moves free. are. I have no idea. But it kind of makes you, you listen, want to play Fight Club game, doesn't it? Did you listen to Limp Bizkit at all growing up? Nah, no, but I'm pretty sure, like, again, people around me did in school. So I, th- your cookie up your, yeah, ah, that was a thing I would hear. Sure, so, okay. And, I yeah. mean, you listened to him when you watched uh, Mission Impossible 2, because they did the theme song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Which is I where would've. my first rhyme I spit at you came from. Came from <laughs> that song. That's right. In the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack, the main yep. Mission Impossible theme called I Know Why You Want to Hate Me or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you that remember movie that? was so bad. It was so bad. Now I no. know why you want to hate me. I just can't, like I I do vaguely remember there was like you know the Chimera virus and all this shit so there was like a theme song thing with like doves and fire and that thing like it was like a bad James Bond type thing yeah on Wu what what do you, what was what are you doing Limp Biscuit rocking the set it's like Russian roulette when you're placing your bet <laughs> that's from that that's from that song. And don't be I upset don't, when I'm broken or something. I can't remember most of the latest. I don't that song. that movie. I own Mission Impossible's one and three. So, actually, I think I got rid of three because who needs that one? Something Nobody. about a mic pointed at your grill like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I gotta look this up. I know why you wanna hate me lyrics oh no not the song i just want like i don't want to listen to the song i just want to see the lyrics because i'm pretty sure there's a line like that all attention in the world today all the little girls filling up the world today when the good comes to bad the bad comes to good but i'm gonna live my life like i should (laughs) wow now all now all the critics want to hit it shit can ever did it just because they don't get it, but I'll stay fitted. N- new, new, I committed. Now this red cap gets a rap from his critics. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, here it I... is. When you're, where you gonna run when you're staring down the cable of a mic put put it in a grill like a gun? What? 
I think it's point should be pointed, but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Fred Durst lyrics. This is this is for those our younger listeners. You didn't have to endure this era, but it's it's there. The records exist. Late nineties, early two thousands. See, yep. it's not so bad being young because <laughs> you got, you got away to miss some stuff. Look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say you didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was super into Limp Bizkit growing <laughs> up. I was so into it. I was into a lot of shit, though. So, like, not just Limp Bizkit. ICP and, like, Corn. ICP was before Corn and Limp Bizkit, believe it or not. Okay. Which is probably bad because I think their subject matter might be worse. Although it's kind of silly. Like, a song about the boogeyman biting off your toes and spitting them back in your face. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's They're all just kind of dumb shit. Goofy people, yeah. Good lyrics, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> that song, for some reason, I found a body I still find, like, weirdly thoughtful. But I'm probably... Oh, you're talking okay. about ICP still. Yeah. It's oh, on okay. one of the recent albums. It's just kind of like... It's about needing a homie. (laughs) (laughs) I still ain't got nobody. It's like, oh man, this is sad. I'm lonely, sure could use a homie. Was it it you that I showed the song Miracles to for the first time? I'd I'd seen Miracles. Oh, you had seen it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I I I believe we had talked about it. That mo- yeah, that music video for sure made it into my radar for sure. So, uh, yeah. I mean, fucking Magnets, How Do They Work or whatever is still kind still of thing. brought up every now and then, yeah. But there, there's a bunch of other great stupid things they say in that video. <laughs> like, oh, what is it? It's like, I got my cell phone. It got stolen by a pelican. He ran away. He <laughs> ran away. It doesn't even say fly away. <laughs> it's like... I swear they're secretly comedians and they're just like trolling everybody. But, but they've been trolling everybody for years because it made them money somehow. Yeah, like they're really successful independent dudes. It's weird. Like reading their history of it, like their wrestling league and all this stuff, those dudes are like multi, like double digit millionaires. Sure. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> like they sold a bunch of like this weird persona to the Midwest. And yeah. People got into it. What do you think about Juggalos? You a fan of Juggalos? I I do. I want Fago. I want to try it. They've convinced okay. me. Okay. It's gross. Okay. Like Royal Crown soda quality? Yeah. Or? It just, it tastes like shitty soda. Like <laughs> different flavors though, like orange and grape and shit like that. It just tastes like shitty soda. Okay. But so, I don't okay. know. Weird subcultures are things like fandoms. Obviously, I I find kind of amazing, so I've definitely been fascinated by Juggalos. But I I could never go to a gathering. I would just be immediately feel threatened. Like I would just sure. be like uh, like high tension all the time. Like I would just be not comfortable. So see, I would yeah. have a problem because I would be able to walk in there and blend in. I think because I know <laughs> enough about ICP from like back in the day that yeah. I could just be like rapping with people <laughs> i could just be like in your face or something yeah. and people will be like yeah man 
Mm -hmm. I feel you, dog. Like, whoop, whoop, what what are the things they say? (laughs) Like, there's a whole link of... (laughs) I swear that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Juggalo's subculture. I just know some of the stuff those morons have put out. <laughs> so, like, just I guess read the defensive comments in the Miracles video, and you kind of get a sense as to like how they exchange. Like hatchets. What is it? Hatchet Brothers. What are they? Oh all? yeah. Ninjas. Yeah. Is that Ninjas, one of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down with the clown. Well, yeah. that was the song. So you just you get the face paint, yeah. You could just walk right in there, and no one would notice. There's I don't think I even need the face paint. I just have to keep growing my beard a little bit. Okay. Little, okay. So you just like fit in with like the clientele. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoy their like every year. There's a video kind of hyping up the gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. Is like train wreck awesomely bad. So and it's like half an hour, but I will watch it. So. Yeah, I'm I am fascinated by all of that at a distance. So at a safe with. distance. Yes, from my own home on the internet. Sure. Like even any kind of local gatherings or whatever's going on, I don't I don't want to wander into there. Dude, if a local gathering's going on, we need to get a GoPro and just kind of hang out there and see what happens. I, like I would just be like immediately feel like I'm undercover or something and my like about to be blown. Like it's just like, wait a minute, you don't know anything it's just like oh shit like i gotta run this is i just be like bad. no bro he's totally hatchet or something <laughs> <laughs> like he's cool. recent, you know like bang boom pow is his favorite but you know he's trying yeah it's just like <laughs> bro he's cool he's i, I lent him the mo- carnival i'm you know he's catching up he's <laughs> he's back from great malengo days bro i mean he's weighing he's a big money rustlers that's their movie that's a movie name what what do you think would happen if like we actually did this and i rolled in with an old boombox on my shoulder playing fuck the world like i bet everybody would gather around us i wonder if we'd be like trying too hard though like i don't know what the appropriate level of enthusiasm is for like a true juggalo yeah, it's like a person walking into like a D and D convention with a cape or something, and everybody's like, "Look at this asshole!" Yeah, it's like, come on, you don't know. What you're doing. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a bunch of normal people in like suits and polos or something. And like, can I help you, sir? <laughs> it's like, oh, this isn't what I thought at all. <laughs> yeah. Go in with face paint. Just a bunch like, of normal dudes totally sitting around having a pizza. Yeah, like it's just like total businessmen looking dudes that just happen to down with the clown, as you said. It's not. They're, they're down with the clown. Okay, speak, speaking of being yeah. down with the clown, how was Rollerball? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was going to actually transition into maybe Grand Theft Auto because for sure. one of the characters, the like their character art on like the loading screen, they just have face paint on with like no explanation. But it seems like it's a Juggalo riff. I'm not really sure, though. And the character in the game is, like, one of Trevor's kind of dim-witted friends. And it seems, like, totally within his... Like, that's a thing that dude might like. I don't know. Just saying. Not judgmental of anybody. It just fits. It just fits so well. Yeah. Um, 
have you like I guess we were we were talking before the show like the online aspect of that game you're just not interested until the single player's over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um I have kind of mixed feelings about the online. I'm kind of like generally impressed with aspects of it like just driving around and there's other people in your city like that's kind of cool. But all of the mission progression stuff seems to be kind of linked to your rank. So I am just getting the same missions over and over again because I'm playing them by myself. And if you don't have other people you're playing with, it doesn't multiply the experience you gain. So I'm like ranking up kind of slowly. So I'm already just seeing tons of repeated stuff and it's kind of annoying. So maybe I'm going against the spirit of the game. Like I should be playing against people more. But I don't use voice chat on PS3 because like a well, really just that headset's uncomfortable. I don't. Yeah, like it. it sucks. That headset is terrible. Like the Bluetooth one. Like last yeah. time I was using it a lot was uh, during Binary Domain, and like that's oh, just man. single player me yelling at the game or whatever. But like after an hour or two, it would just be like, man, my ear just like hurts. Like it's just cramping up. Like this is bad. So I don't like Bluetooth headsets like that. And I don't know. Like I just kind of don't want to do the whole online multiplayer thing that badly. Um, I've I've played against some people though, like deathmatch type stuff, and it's okay, kind of max pain multiplayer, but with no jot diving through the air, kind of thing. Oh, so, lame. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, I see a dude, empty clip. All right, he's dead. Oh, a guy came up behind me. Like it was like, and like because there's not a lot of people in each kind of lobby. I guess it would be like each city seems to be kind of an instanced off game lobby where there's, like, two dozen people driving around doing kind of crazy stuff. Um, and then when you kind of set up for a mission, you kind of try to invite everybody in your party, or like in the group, but, like, inevitably not many people join. So I was in a team deathmatch with three people, so it was two people versus me. And I was doing pretty great, but it's two versus one, so it was like, well, they have 15 kills, and I got nine. Awesome. Just more people to kill. Yeah, but it was still just kind of... I felt... I just couldn't get ahead of it. Like, it was just like, I'm doing bad. Like, this is just not fun. Um, Like, the races and stuff are okay, but I I don't know. Generally speaking, I'm still going back to it, but at this point, it's kind of just a good background game. Like, it's a... Put on a podcast or something, listen to some music and drive around and do a bit of Grand Theft Auto. So it's a good u- excuse to kind of keep messing around in the world once you've finished the story, but I don't know. It's not blowing my mind anymore. I just don't want to burn myself off of like that type of game with the online when I still have to finish the single player. Yeah, the written single player content is way better than the kind of cutscene stuff you'll get in the multiplayer, because they have to have a silent protagonist in the multiplayer. So there's a bunch of kind of like weird, awkward exchanges where it's like you meet a cool character from the single player game, but you're kind of an asshole because you don't talk. So the character kind of reacts to that, but it just still feels like if I was playing this dude, I would not do that. Like there's no dialogue or anything for you, like options or anything. It's just everyone treats you kind of like you are just yet another guy. Like, a bunch of the mission complete cutscenes are totally interchangeable. Like, it's just like, 
you drive back, deliver a thing, and dude's just like, hey, thanks for doing that. Like, it's super vague. It's just little cutscenes that suit any situation. So it's kind so of like, like, thank you for doing that thing somebody asked you to do in this innocuous situation. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, you mean steal the meth? And you're just like, whatever. You know what I mean, homie. And you're just like, that is, you know, not helpful. <laughs> like, it just, it you can see the seams everywhere, like, where it's just trying to kind of cater to every possible situation. It's kind of lame. And, like, it totally breaks sometimes, too, because, like, I delivered, like, I stole and delivered a sports car that I, like, on the way back got hit by a train and was, like, crushed. So it's just like this nice. pop can thing drives up and dude's just like, hey, thanks. You know, that's awesome. And you're just like, all right. He paid me like two grand or whatever. So cool. But whatever. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It is. Yeah, it's a better single player game than a multiplayer game. That much is absolutely 100% certain. Um, but anyway, Rollerball. Yeah, Rollerball. Yeah. Um. How much do you know about Rollerball? The James. Uh, I saw the Chris Klein one. Oh man, I kind of want to ask you about that. I don't um, remember a lot of it. <laughs> okay, because it, it was one of those like it was on TV and I was falling asleep sort of thing on a Saturday afternoon. Okay, because like as I was watching this movie, I was like, just I don't know, it was like totally different than what I expected based on knowing there was a Chris Klein LL Cool J movie out there called rollerball like mm-hmm. i have no idea why anyone was like yo man we need to take rollerball and make it all hip and cool for the kids like it's just like because it always was right well no it is like a <laughs> really serious like that would be like taking like 1984 or something and being like we need to make this sexy like it's it just did. like it's called 2012 that has nothing to do with 1984. What are you talking about? Are you like, kidding me? I, they're both years, man. It's true. So, if you said so they're obviously they about the same thing. Actually, if you said they did, it was called Equilibrium. You'd be right, and I would also be like, yeah, and that movie isn't good. So whatever. That movie, man, that got oversold to me. You know Equilibrium, like the Christian Bale action thing. Yep. Yeah. It's like 10 minutes of awesome in like two hours. So I don't know. It but, was. You're right, actually. Like the more yeah. I remember back on it, I remember the real awesome half hour, maybe. At best, like at best, like, I don't know. I, I did kind of like a scene select after I watched it to some of my favorite action scenes and realized it's like, oh, wow, there's like 15 minutes of really, you know, worthwhile business in this movie. And then the rest of it's kind of this weird mashup of a bunch of different sci-fi stuff that isn't the best example of any of them. But whatever. Uh, yeah, Rollerball was, like, really serious. Like, considering it's, like, this, you know, future sport kind of thing. Like, I was expecting, like, Death Race 2000 or something. Like, it is, like, no, dude. This movie is, like, just kind of a really understated, serious movie about a future society that is kind of corrupt but in a way that's like super corporate and you never really know who the bad guy is like it was kind of mesmerizing in a way but it is like completely 70s pacing and all that stuff like you need to stop what you're doing and pay attention at all times like there's dialogue and just no not a lot of music not a lot of dramatic moments for you to kind of latch onto. it is just kind of 
watch the movie and kind of soak in what you can. And I was I was pretty impressed by it, but it it was weird kind of to see like the the rollerball sequences, like them actually playing the game, were kind of amazing. Like just in terms of stunts and all this stuff, like it's just like these dudes are just playing this crazy sport that involves dirt bikes and like kind of roller derby, but with football and fighting is encouraged. Like, and in fact, there's like a death counter on the scoreboard. So it's just like, yeah, that, that player is dead. Red light goes on like that kind of thing. Like, it's just like this totally violent, crazy sport that basically encourages all the worst aspects of real sports. That was kind of the thing that I was impressed by is it's just like, Oh, like the way people go to car races, kind of wanting a crash to happen. Like this just kind of, yeah, totally, you know? So it's just like, yeah, go like tackle the dude on the dirt bike and then it'll crash into the stands or whatever. And that the crowd goes nuts and the game doesn't stop because that is awesome. Like that's what we want, but it's horrible because people are dying. Um, but yeah, the whole story is, um, like the star athlete is kind of being pressured to retire from like the corporate overlords, but he doesn't know why. And all he wants to know is why and who it is. But it's like a world where information is like super regulated and it's like impossible to kind of do like seek out stuff individually. Like it's kind of all really regulated and sponsored and whatever. So yeah, it kind of just gradually reveals this strange world in a kind of matter of fact way. Like it feels really lived in and kind of genuine in a way I was kind of amazed by there's some weird stuff in it though like like there was a scene and like as i was watching i was just like i don't know what this is what's happening like it was like intercutting a really serious conversation between james Conn's character and his boss and like a bunch of drunken party goers playing with a laser gun outside so they're just like shooting trees and blowing up stuff and just like laughing and then it's like intercut with like this really dramatic discussion it was just like what this seems so purposeful, but I don't know what's happening. So, I, yeah, I feel like I missed part of what that movie is about or something, but I'm, I'm still glad I saw it. Um, yeah. But that... that I had myself right... muted. Okay. So I'm sorry. Okay. Because I was talking a little bit, but I said, I think you saw everything it was about. I don't know. It, it, I, I like so. how it ends, too, but um, I don't know. There, there's a... Some interesting, like, I guess I was more just, like, interested with how different it was than what I expected. I expected, like, a really goofy, light-hearted, zany movie, and it was, like, very, it was treating its fiction very seriously, which I was like, good on you, man. Like, this this is committed to its weird premise. Um, Can I bring up something quickly? Yeah, yeah. Something really important is going on right now. The what? Great Malenko is beating out every other ICP album for best album on the poll I just did. So everybody's right. Okay. And everybody what? should vote now. Where, where do we go to vote, Paul? It's actually on Straw Poll. Like, it's in the chat right now. I'll throw it in the link to the podcast, though. Okay. Everybody should vote on the best ICP album. <laughs> it's important. It's important, <laughs> important business. I didn't choose all of them. I just picked the like main eleven. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I guess I just I kind of just want to keep rolling with the. Uh, it was basically like I decided 
70 sci-fi days, what's going to happen? Uh, rolling. I get it. Yeah. Rollerball. Oh. Oh. I we doing <laughs> rolling. In the, actually, yeah. It would have timed out, right? Like, wouldn't, couldn't the Rollerball remake have had Rollin' as, like, the closing theme song? Do you remember? That would have been... Yeah, you know what? I think it did. <laughs> Are you... You're joking. I think it did. Let me, hold on. This is important, actually. This now it is... And I guess I do need to ask in. you. <laughs> this is really important. I can't believe that movie exists, like... <laughs> such a weird choice for making a movie again. Like, just like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to look. Can you I don't know how you would look that up. What the sport looked like in the new one. Like, was it in kind of a big circle and there's dirt bikes and stuff, or is it totally different? You know, what the hell is that movie now? Holy shit. I'm just trying to remember. The one that, um, who was the girl in, uh, Never Been Kissed? I don't know. Firestarter. Back a long time ago when she was a kid. What the hell's her name? Yeah, you know, what's that movie she directed? Whip It. The the roller derby movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like that. Oh, so it just looks like roller derby? Because this is kind of like bizarre roller derby but like plus pinball plus dirt bike racing you know it's it's just like a weird mashup of a bunch of different sports sure but yeah it's kind of coherent it was is kind of weird but um okay i'm looking at the uh list of i don't know i i don't know how to look up what music was in this movie we'll just imagine it was that that'll there you go that probably happened um okay so that was the first movie i watched that day then i finally decided like i i've known this has existed for years i don't know why i never watched it i'm gonna watch zardoz yeah the john in 1974 sean connery movie that i yeah like i you know i've heard kind of just weird hyperbolic things about it maybe like its own tagline was beyond 1984 beyond 2001 beyond life beyond death and it's just like okay like i don't what does that mean like, that's a lot of so, beyond that is so beyond like all of like what but it said beyond your expectations because it was man yeah wow. like i i don't i i don't want to sound like just totally goofy or whatever like i don't know how to talk about this movie without like delving into what happens so i'm not like i'm not going to but I, I don't know. It's like a really genuinely inventive, like dreamlike, surreal movie. And I was like, you know, like coming off a of rollerball, which I felt kind of fit right into what I expect 70s cinema to look like, like just kind of like the editing style and all this stuff is just kind of like, yeah, this is very of the 70s, like the shot choices and all this stuff. Like it looks old. Like I was really impressed just visually with Zardoz. Like it was just like, Man, this is just going for it every single minute of the movie. Like it's just out there, and like layering so many mythology kind of ideas on top of each other. Like it's just like a hundred minutes of just like really densely packed nutty business. And it's a uh, it's John Borman who directed Deliverance, and I guess it was him kind of 
cashing in his deliverance street cred to do something unique, like write his just own like far problem. out there. Yeah, like just be like, all right, like I've gotten my meal ticket written. I can do whatever I want. I want, right? And they're just like, yeah, okay. And he just turned in like this totally nuts movie. And yeah, like from the very first minute, it is like weirdly self-referential about its own fiction and all this stuff. But it's also like, you know, talking about like gods and deception and all this weird, like, you know, ancient Greek type stuff. But it's set in the future. Like, it's I don't know, like really the point of comparison that made the most sense to me after it was over was it was kind of like watching a Bioshock movie. Like, it's like dude with a gun rolls into this weird closed society that like all the geniuses of effectively left and formed this like super society where they were immortal and now have psychic powers and are trying to kind of figure out like how to improve mankind or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they've kind of gradually realized they weren't evolved enough and they can't. So like barbarism, like the brutes, the brutals, that Sean Connery is kind of a representative of, like, like they've broken back into society and like they basically need to breed with them or whatever for humanity to improve again or whatever. Or Sweet. like, but there's all sorts of stuff with like them just kind of realizing the double-edged sword that is immortality. Like it's just like, oh, you live forever, but imagine you live forever when you're already getting senile and you're old. That would be the worst. So, like, there's a bunch of old people that want to die because they're just, like, frustrated with how crazy and senile they are, but they're just kind of cooped up and still alive. Like, there's a bunch of apathetic young people who are bored and unstimulated and don't do anything. Like, they're basically catatonic, but again, they can't die, so they're just kind of there. Like, it just kind of touches on a bunch of weird societal problems and just throws them all together in this, like, really weird like a uh, fake society and it was like all this movie has is like weird costumes and a bunch of actors who are like committed to doing like just doing the thing um for the most part like there's some interesting visual tricks and stuff they pull off here and there with like projection and stuff but uh like projecting on humans like human bodies and whatever like fake holograms and all this weird stuff yeah. um but Generally, it's just like a bunch of actors just kind of doing all sorts of weird stuff, and it's kind of mesmerizing. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Brittany fell asleep and thought it was terrible, but I'm told that's kind of the split that happens with that movie. Like, if you look at IMDb, it's at 5.6 right now. A lot of people really don't like it, but there's like a percentage of people that are just like, man, this is this is really cool. So I guess I fall into that camp. Um, I'm kind of curious about John Borman's career now. Like, I've seen... Uh, Point Blank, which was a Lee Marvin movie, and uh, Deliverance, but this is kind of after that, and I'm just like, what happened after this movie? Like, what else? Did what else has do? he done? Um, I was kind of looking it up, like Excalibur, which is a movie I I think I saw. It was made in the early '80s. Uh, Helen Mirren's in it. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Like, it's uh, about King Arthur's court and all that stuff, but it's uh, I guess pretty. That's the thing. Like, he is not bashful at all of just like, no, there's just sex in the movie because, you know, we need that. Like, that's something humans do. There's just nudity everywhere. Um, so I guess, like, the people hopping in and out of beds and whatever in King Arthur's Court might be a thing they actually cover in that movie. I don't remember, though. Um, I don't, I don't know if I saw it all, but there's a movie called The Emerald Forest, uh, Hope and Glory. The one I was actually kind of 
pretty keen on was um oh he made the sequel to uh the exorcist which everyone hates but i don't know again curious about it uh but yeah hell in the pacific is a movie that has toshiro mufune kind of square off against lee marvin which just sounds cool because like i i can't think of many toshiro mufune movies that are like english speaking like he is kind of one of kurosawa's main dudes so I'm just like, oh, I never heard of this. Like, this might be kind of neat. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, a lot of stuff that kind of hasn't been. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's even like? Is there anything high profile? Taylor of Panama, maybe. How is that high profile? Like well, comparatively like, to the other stuff. Well, Pierce Brosnan, Jeffrey Rush. You know, it's kind of recent. John the John the Carre novel. Like that's that's a thing people might have heard about. Oh, you okay. Know? Like twelve years ago, um, you know, it's like Beyond Rangoon. Remember that one? Like, I don't know. This 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 is stuff I don't really even like. I've never really heard about until recently. Like, I don't know. I just never really was that compelled by what I saw in Point Blank or Deliverance to kind of keep going. But um, I might go back and check out some other stuff. But yeah, it's a weird, like, super qualified recommendation. Like. I, I guess at the very least, I recommend people probably check out the trailer because it's really funny and weird. Like, it's just like, oh, what the hell? Like, it's just this strange 70s movie. Like, this giant head descends and just starts spitting out guns at all these, like, primitive people. Like, it's just, it's weird. It, it's really weird, and it only gets weirder. And I thought it was fantastic. Um, but hey, you saw another sci-fi movie. Maybe I it'll did, which wasn't fantastic. Are you sure? Will it become a cult classic in 39 years, do you think? 39? Yeah, that's 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 how old Zardoz is. That's why I said that. Oh, okay. No? Yeah. Because it's, it's not even going to be a cult classic this year. Oh. What What is it? What What's happened? What What did you see, Paul? Tell me what I you saw. I saw After Earth. Oh, okay. After Earth. After Earth. See, because Will Smith. I get it. Yeah, Will Smith and his stupid son that can't act. Ooh, them is fighting words. Sorry, there's noise happening. Hold. Yeah, it sounds like dishes or something. Okay. Okay. Okay, so yeah, After Earth, or basically how my son has a movie career because I can act. But um, who the hell did this again? Shyamalan, right? Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan so, directed it. Uh, Gary Wood, uh... So it's it? kind of it's kind of important because it's a movie that doesn't have a twist in it that he did. Okay. So, I mean that's pretty big. Uh, Gary Whitta shows us that he can't write very well, so that's pretty big. Uh, Will Smith shows us that he can carry a movie even though he's not the main actor in it, and he can is help he, his he, son carry a movie. Is he barely in it, or how does that? So the idea is, uh, Earth becomes volatile and they have to go somewhere else but then there's these aliens that are killing them or whatever blah 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 all that same sci-fi bullshit and mm-hmm. uh will smith's character is a commander and he is um able to do this thing they call ghosting because these aliens see people based on the pheromones they secrete when they're scared and so there's certain people that can ghost or whatever basically they put all their fear aside and they don't fear anything so these aliens can't sense them at all so they just go around killing them sort of thing. And uh, Will Smith is like one of the 
his character is one of the best at this. And then his son is a little pansy that can't do anything. He's not even a ranger or whatever, even though he applied. And um, so he comes back from a mission or whatever. And then the mother is like, take your son with you, blah, 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 or some bullshit. I don't even care. Uh, he's like, okay, you're coming with me tomorrow. They go on this ship. The ship gets stranded. They hit Earth. They're stranded on Earth, and his son basically has to go find this thing in the tail of the spaceship that blew up or whatever. Like, the tail is 100 kilometers away from the cockpit. Okay. And his son is the only one that can go do it because Will Smith's character was hurt in the crash, and he doesn't have access. Like, he doesn't have use of his leg because it was, like, cut open or something. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Well, so but, he's like the voice in his son's headset as he goes on this adventure, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know? Like, everything about it was kind of just not good to middling. Like, do the creatures look cool at least? Or No. Okay. So, you know, tiger? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mix that with a lion. That's a creature. Great. Pretty so, good, right? Really inventive a, creature. Design. What about a big bird? Because that's another creature. <laughs> oh, Big Bird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, the idea is uh, since they're on Earth, Earth has evolved to the point where, like, it's nothing but animals and stuff, and they're all extremely oh, Wait, awesome. so yeah, it's, so, it, it is totally not a twist. Like, it's not like this is Earth in the future. Like, that's just up front. They don't try to play with that. It's just, hey. They kind of do try to play with it, but, like, everybody knows because nobody's a retard. Okay. And then he's like to his son, he's like, do you know where we are? His son's like, no. He's like, this is Earth or whatever. And then it's like, okay, he probably wouldn't know that because he's a kid. He doesn't know. He wasn't. He doesn't really. Yeah. He doesn't have much knowledge or, you know, attachment to it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, But frankly, I don't even. So I guess watching the trailers and stuff, I was kind of like, oh, is this like straight up, you know, is Will Smith dead is that kind of a thing that happens? Like he dies, and it's like no. his son. A spoiler with- alert: He doesn't oh. die. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huh. So no twist at all. It just straightforward. Dude goes on adventure. Is it a giant ad for Scientology secretly? No. Okay. There was a, a person giant- theorizing that because there's like a it- volcano prominently in it, and like you know, Xenu and all that. But it is an ad for spending time with your kids, basically. Okay, so spend more time with your kids. Maybe go camping. Sure. Yeah, that's that message. Okay. Huh. It's just bad. It's not good at all. Like it's a well, waste like, of time. Even is it like aggressively bad or just kind of like eh? Just eh. It's a movie. It's just eh, which is aggressively bad to me because if it was aggressively bad, there would still be like this is kind of funny or something. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Like, how do like, you, like, still how some do you enjoyment. feel? How do you feel about the last Airbender Shyamalan movie? How did I feel about it? Yeah, like was that train wrecky enough to be kind of fun or? No, it wasn't train wrecky enough, but there was still some parts where that were train wrecky. So okay, okay. there are some parts that are like legitimately funny for the wrong reasons <laughs> so i don't know i still have some fun time watching that just seeing how bad some of the stuff in it is like the acting and all that the fact Jeff's that they the fact that they mix up genders and not genders um like 
races of like people like different skin colors and stuff for the characters just because they could like making a Chinese guy white or this guy um, Middle Eastern or making her white when she should be like Inuit sort of thing. <laughs> like It's just so weird because apparently I don't know why they did it even if we're talking about Last Airbender because they got no-name people anyway, so why can't you f- find people of the race that they were written as in the con- in the show or whatever? But I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. Anyways, After Earth, stupid. It's a waste of time. Gary Wood is a bad writer. Well, I was just looking on IMDb. It's like the, the After Earth 2 is a thing that is like written on there. But I can't imagine they'd make a sequel, right? Like, I mean, I'm looking at the box office results right now. It didn't lose money, but it definitely did poorly in the United States. Like, it, it cost 100, $130 million, and worldwide made 243 hmm. So that's still profit, but that is not a healthy enough profit margin for them to kind of keep going. I can't imagine, right? Like, do I they leave it so. set up for a sequel, though? Did, did it feel like that could be a thing? It wraps up. Like, the sequel would be Will Smith's kid, obviously, like, being a ranger now. Okay. So, whatever. Whatever. Was he, was he that terrible? Like, was was his kid yeah, really... Yeah, he's really fucking bad. He is really bad. Like, just no charisma, or what is the... No charisma, like, his voice fucking irritates me, and he has this stupid, like, weird accent. Like, him as a person, I think I would just hate because he was doing this weird accent thing. I don't know if that's just his voice, but it sounds stupid. He sounds like a fucking retard. Wow. All right. Jaden Smith, get out, says Paul. You this, heard it here first. Like, the only thing this movie did was show how good Will Smith is as an actor, because he can carry the movie and his son's acting on, like, his role. His He can carry his role, his son's role, and the movie all by himself, and he's barely in it compared to the kid. Hmm. All right. I don't. Yeah. It's just. I so probably dumb. won't watch it. I. I don't know. That doesn't. doesn't yeah. Don't good. watch it. Actually, download it. Don't give money. Okay. Steal it. Steal it from them. Don't steal them that. anything. Anyways, I guess I bring this up because this that came out this week, I think, on Blu-ray mm-hmm. DVD. Don't buy it. For the love okay. of God, don't buy it. It's a waste of money. But you know oh, yeah. what else is available on Blu-ray discs? Diablo I don't. 3. They put that <laughs> actually, on Blu-ray. Actually, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That is that's... available. Mm-hmm. And I finally put... I finally like it, kind of. I don't know. What I got changed? into it What's now. happening? What, what's going on with the Diablo? I honestly that... don't know because I haven't been keeping up with it, so I don't know what changes they've actively made with patches and stuff. It just feels better, and I don't know why. Maybe I think they were saying they increased, like, the way loot drops and stuff like that, and everything okay. about it just feels a little bit better. Uh, jumping back in, I just started having more fun with my character, so when that happens, you just play more, and then you get further, and then you have more fun. It's kind of how so those like games the, go. That whole game is just develop a loot lust, and then you just go nuts killing stuff and finding stuff and being excited and equipping your guy with better stuff and so on and so forth? I mean, kind of, yeah. Because like the story's nothing to write home about, but it still has the cutscenes that people hail Blizzard for because Blizzard's really good at doing computer animation, like really yeah. good at it. 
So yeah, those yeah. parts are still awesome. But okay. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm just kind of I started playing it again to see if I could get up to a level where I can jump into the DLC, the not DLC, the expansion pack when that comes out, so I can play with people again. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to slowly level up my character to catch up to them, and then when that comes out, I'll probably just make a new character anyway. So maybe it's all for nothing, but I'm having fun either way. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's free now do? too. What? You can download the first or Diablo three, and it gives you free access to uh, the first act. And then if you like it, you can buy it after that for like thirty bucks or whatever. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So they want to get people buy. hyped. Mhm. Mhm. But yeah, that game is okay. Just to say <laughs> that again, something's okay. It's okay. That's kind of been yeah. the theme this week. That's all right. It's uh, better. That's it's better one. than what I thought it would be. Like from w- when I first played it, when it came out, I didn't wasn't into it at all. Maybe you just need to take a year off of something before you try it again, though, because I had been playing Torchlight Two when Diablo Three came out. Well, I guess to harken back to our Zelda discussion, where it's like, yeah, sometimes you gotta take a break from the formula, and then you can jump right back in and have fun again. So. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Listen that's to that it. if you haven't. That's another one. But um, That is another one. There you go. I, I think that's pretty much all the big stuff we, we've done this week, right? That is, is that yep. Say? Yeah. Um, I read a book. It's a sequel to The Shining, but I'm probably going to talk about that elsewhere. Um, oh? I'm do a ramble roar thing about it. Just cause I heard people talk about it and say they liked it, so... Dr. I, Sleep, I liked it. By the way. What? I said Dr. Sleep, by the way, in case people were wondering. Yeah, Dr. Sleep, uh, Stephen King's follow-up to, like, what's Danny Torrance doing now? Um, And yeah, I don't know. Uh, For the most part, there was, like, one plot point I kind of raised my eyebrow at because it just didn't seem to matter. But uh, I won't won't elaborate, I guess, because it is pretty new still. So... Yeah, generally though, like that could have that could have gone wrong in a bunch of ways, and it totally didn't. I thought it was a pretty pretty compelling story. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Let's go to questions. Okay, should we start with the ones from Twitter? Yeah, yeah, let's start with that. So, okay, they're both actually from Mister Marshmallow in the chat. Okay, and Foul Marshmallow on uh, Twitter. First one. How much do you know about Mobile Suit Gundam? Absolutely fucking zero. Next question. Uh, well, there's there's one staring at me right now, so obviously Wait, I'm a what? big fan. No, <laughs> Brittany has a Mobile Suit Gundam figure up here on the windowsill, and it's looking at me. Um, okay, so what do beyond, you know about it then? Beyond what I'm looking at right now, I don't know much about it. I, they have a big shield on their left arms and a gun okay. in their right arm. You know way um, more th- than me, then. I had yeah. no idea. Um, also, apparently they're friends with Rinsler of Daft Punk fame. So, that's cool. I like that guy. I have a Rinsler action figure standing up there. Um, I don't know. There was a launch game for PS3 that involved Gundams, and it was supposed to be terrible. So, Apparently, game, I'm not getting crazy. a follow-up question from the chat, the guy that asked it, which one is the one that you're looking at? Oh, uh, which one is the one I'm looking or at? Or who, or whatever. That is Strike from Gundam Seed. 
Okay. Again, means absolutely nothing to me, but I'm sure Mr. Marshmallow is freaking out now. I okay. There's some other ones idea. in boxes over there. Okay. Brittany likes robots, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what she knows about the show, but uh yeah. I've not I've not seen the show. Tell her Mr. Marshmallow says strike nice. Okay. Mr. Marshmallow in the chat says strike nice. So good job. <laughs> the one sixty version, if that means something, I don't know. We're this is like a weird this is like, weird where it's like internet third part like fourth party yeah, sort of thing. we are like the middleman in a conversation that is happening this is weird it's Let's like move on in, to the next it's like in elementary when you would play that phone game or whatever where you would like yeah. ask a message along and it's just getting all muddled up anyways maybe uh tell mr marshmallow what her twitter is they can talk about robots or something because okay. this this isn't working out very <laughs> well okay oh. I, the chat's being commandeered, but okay. It's been commandeered? Yeah. What do you mean? Brittany's going to be typing in the chat for a bit. Anyway, whatever. Uh, let's okay. Go to the next question. Okay. Second question from him. What is your opinion of Mighty Number no. 9? Will you be getting it? Um, I don't know. I mean, you're you're a way bigger Mega Man fan, fan than I am, so sure. how do you feel about it? Like, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Really excited. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Just Inafune back in the development chair kind of like is that is that the thing or Yeah. Like what okay. I just want to see what he does. I want to see how it goes. I mean, I bought those kind of like 9 and 10, but was that even him? Was he involved with those? I'm sure he had a say in them, but I don't think he like made them. Like Right. I don't know if he had a direct hand into the development, but I'm pretty sure people were like asking him about stuff maybe. But I guess, like, yeah. I oh, guess okay. He was a produ- of... he was a producer for both of them and character designer for nine. Okay. So arguably, the worst character design I have seen from him in nine. I didn't like nine's character design at all. Okay. But that's okay. Everybody slips and falls. Sometimes. I guess if it's him kind of evolving the formula he kind of created, that would be cool. Like so, in theory. But I, I haven't really read much into it, so. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm not, excited about it though. Okay. You aren't? Not especially, but okay. um it's cool that people are stoked about Mega Man related business, so well not it... really, but sort of. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic character. Like that moment in the Smash Bros trailer, I was like, Oh sweet. Also um, you were referred to as Britney's husband. How do you feel about that? cool common law? husband is that a thing i don't know anyways let's go to voicemails <laughs> yeah first Voice one mail. is from last second hero Mm-hmm. this is the last second hero and welcome to uh giving everybody a hard fucking time because that's what i do so first off paul 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 you need some decoding dota content this isn't gonna work so you're just gonna have to hit me up and we're gonna have to figure something out because it's like you made a big deal about this and it's not happening yet and we're gonna fix that anyways um and then nathan nathan we always give you a hard time so actually this is kind of like the opposite of that for you uh i know we always just like give you shit and tell you that you put us to sleep and stuff but we don't actually mean that in fact we love your long-winded rants because 
believe it or not, it's kind of a rarity to have people who can even go on and on about the stuff they like. Most of the time, it's just like, yeah, well, I like that. Oh, yeah, why? I don't know. It, it was good. But no, you give us details, and you give us you give us reasons. You explain it, and it's actually awesome. So even though we're going to give you shit probably forever, we we mean it in a loving way. So I love you. I love you so much. No, but seriously. Um. So, yeah. Pixel Response is awesome, and if you guys haven't subscribed to it yet, subscribe so you can leave an awesome comment like I did. What's up? That was a great okay. question. No, I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> that's that's good and reassuring to hear, but was there even a question? Was there a question in there? I don't think so. I think he was just saying, put more decoding Dota out, and I will help you with it. So, okay. Oh, maybe, like, yeah, is that like, hey, what's the status with that stuff? Like, what was your plans with that i i wasn't really clear like you were gonna kind of explain dota to people yeah so we're gonna be doing like a podcast sort of thing but we're gonna look the plan now is to look for a third party that is interested in it that like we can talk with to join in so we'll do our thing but then they could be like hold on what is this or like why is this important because that would make more sense to it would be more friendly for people to listen to where like having someone there that doesn't know like questioning so then we could explain more in depth that oh people might not know what that even means you know okay so yeah i don't know we'll see where that goes but it was i think that's basically what it is and that's fine comments are fine we don't need questions all the time sometimes it's nice to get reassured that (laughs) people don't hate you (laughs) yes i'm also Yes, it is. That is good to hear. <laughs> it's yeah. People don't hate me. Good. Do you feel better now? Yeah. Okay. So Mario sixty four Mario is the next one up here. Okay. Um. M six four M here. Uh. Big fan. How's it going? Oh, so nervous. Um. Jeez. What, uh. What do you think the sound of three hands clapping is? Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> Alright. Thanks, <laughs> guys. What do you think the sound of three hands clapping is? This is it right here sounds gross it isn't yeah it's like uncoordinated because you can't really the third hand doesn't know what's going on so it's hard to kind of clap properly so there you go that is the sound of three hands clapping um there you go yeah (laughs) very philosophical and drawn out i don't know all right for such an easy answer yeah hopefully the mic picked that up okay it did uh, like, what yeah. did you think? What do you think three hands clapping sounds like? This, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. Okay, so next we have two in a row actually from Meowth. One is for like in general, and I think the other one's directed towards you. So just we'll start with the first one. Okay. Hey Paul. Hey Nathan. It's currently the beginning of October. And October is normally known for fun times and scaring people to death. Or at least in my world it is. 
I just want to know, this time, what do you guys like to do on Halloween? I like I like how that question is, because it's like, October is known for scaring people to death. At least in my world it is. It's just yeah. like, holy shit. So what do you guys do? <laughs> it's just um, like, apparently not hang out with you. Holy shit. Scary. Um, I, I watch know. Halloween I, every year. I, I think I actually did watch it last year. Um, first time I had seen it in a little while, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, I, 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 there was a year, a couple years ago where I did go to a Halloween party, but typically I just kind of hang around at home and watch horror movies yep, and ha- on candy. TV. If it's, if it's warranted, apparently this neighborhood is really quiet. That's um, good though, right? Yeah, I guess so. It, not a lot of candy needs to be purchased for that. I think we already have some. We bought some in the States, but ideally we get to eat it all if no kids show up, so that works out. I think we already ate all our Twix bars, though. Um, and actually, there's some discussion in the chat about the pronunciation of October. Um, I thought it was Talktober, and then I was like, that is a perfect thing. We should call it that. Welcome Talk-tober. to Talktober. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. I do like that. Like, did you say Cocktober? (laughs) Yep. I think Cocktober fits our whole thing here, but whatever. Talktober. Talktober. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. There's no real, like, set Halloween tradition. It's just watch some movies, whatever kind of strikes me. Uh, So, John Carpenter's Halloween, that one's renewable for you? You dig it? Yeah. Okay. Did you see the Rob Zombie one? Yes, I did. A, a couple times, yeah. Okay. The first one was okay. terrible. second one was pretty terrible. The second know. one was not a Halloween movie. It felt like he just wanted to do a weird haunted house thing or something. Because yeah. none of it made sense. They were just like, hey, look at this smashed up meat. Gross, huh? That that was the stuff I remember. There was like a shot that just lingered on mauled up meat for a while. It's just like, this is just, come on. This is just gross. What are you doing? But Weird Al was in it, so that's kind of why I went and saw it. Yeah, he's the reason I see a lot of things, honestly. It's like, oh, Weird Al's in this? All right. Like Naked Gun. Gotta go Naked see that Gun, now. Naked third. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Watch that one. Yeah. I think I've anyway. only seen two, but okay. There you go. Okay, so the, there the next one's questions? for you, I believe. Okay. This question is for Nathan. I am just asking, since you are normally the guy who's like, Eh, this game's okay. When, like, uh, I guess Paul or everyone else is just, like, into a game, you're just like, eh, this is okay. But I'm not really gonna put too much time into it. And I know it's with Grand Theft Auto Five. you're just like, wow, this game's amazing. At the same time, everybody else is saying, wow, this is amazing. So, I'm just wondering out of curiosity... Which game will be your next Grand Theft Auto V where you're, like, liking the game at the same time everybody else is liking a game? And not, like, two years later you play a game that's already been liked a lot, and then you're saying, wow, this is amazing. Like, with Far Cry 3 and whatnot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, like, the theory is eventually I'll play Far Cry 3 and be like, wait a minute. I guess. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Either that uh, or she meant Far Cry 2, which is also apt, because... Yeah, I, like, I, well, I played it right away and didn't think it was amazing, and then eventually I did, but... uh. Right, exactly, so that's why it like, still works. I think Skyrim, I was like six months late to the party, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know, GTA 5, something about just... Rockstar's kind of had me for eight years with just enjoying their stuff, so that just kind of was pretty much bound to happen. I don't know, like, there's, I, I'm keen to try out Beyond Two Souls, like, right away, but I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm probably going to be angry at something in it. That's just how it goes with David Cage. So, I'm not sure if there'll be a split on that one. But that is the next game I'm like, day one purchase, like, I need to see what's going on. Um, And that day is tomorrow, I think, right? I think that comes out tomorrow. But anyway. Wait, what? Beyond Two Souls. Are you lying? No, that comes out tomorrow. Holy shit. Yeah. That's insane. They've been talking about it for, like, years, and now it's a thing? Yeah, it's almost out. <laughs> so I get to see oh. what's what's been going on. Oh, another question fight. that came from the chat quickly. Are you getting Pokemon X or Y? Like, uh, like... No. Yeah, neither. Yeah, I mean, like, I got gold, heart gold, just because the Pokewalker was such a goofy thing. But I am not generally a pokemon guy I've, i i didn't grow up with it so i don't really know what to make of it um i'll be I'm getting trying to think, X, yeah so if there's like you know the next game that i will totally be on board with everyone else like i don't know i'm trying to the, think ahead the next of grand theft auto the next grand theft auto is a pretty safe bet that'll probably be the case yeah um like if they make another red dead I will probably be into that if they mm. make that. So, you know, the next Rockstar product, I'll probably be pretty up on that. I I don't know. I'm tr- like I'm trying to think of like launch titles or whatever, like stuff that's coming out, like like Watch Dogs, I'm pretty indifferent about, you know? Like it's possible I might have fun, but I don't know. Um What what's some other high profile stuff? Like Infamous probably probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There's not a lot I can kind of think ahead. Like, there's a couple, like, safe bets. Like, I'll probably find a lot to like in the next Elder Souls game or the next Fallout game or the next Rockstar game. You know, like, there's this stuff that's, like, foregone conclusions. Like, there will be something of interest in there. But, um, yeah, I can't really say for certain what the the next one's going to be where I sync up with everybody else and go, like, yeah, no, dude. This is this is pretty amazing. So um yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Mm. Uh That's- one more question, the last minute one that I wasn't able to screen, so let's see how it is. Oh god. Uh, okay. Flies are 97. Okay, so I noticed that this year there's been a lot less hype about Call of Duty Ghosts. Do you feel as though the series has finally run its course and starting to shut down or do you think it's just going to be as big as last year? It's shutting Actually- down. Yeah, and I don't it it certainly feels that way. And I don't I don't think that's like based on nothing. It's just like I'm pretty sure someone was actually showing a chart of pre-order numbers and it's way down compared to Black Ops 2. People like, are done just, with it, I think. Well, I'm not sure if people are done with all of it or if it's at a point where it's just like, "Oh, no, we don't trust Modern Infinity Ward anymore because Modern Warfare 3 did kind of disappoint people, right?" Like I don't remember I people think so. that up on that game. 
Like, it was a fun, like, single-player campaign or whatever, but I don't remember anyone saying much long-lasting about its extra stuff or whatever, its multiplayer. Like, whereas Black Ops is kind of still riding pretty high, so if they make Black Ops 3, like, maybe that'll be, like, maybe that'll do just fine. But as of right now, like, Ghost definitely seems like an off year, and everybody knows it. So I can't see it kind of turning it around in any significant way. Like, I don't know. They just have not done a good job of kind of promoting that game. Like, the laughably bad dog stuff, you know? Like, that's the one so thing. So good. Everyone yeah. Like, I maybe it'll be fine. Like, a totally solid Call of Duty game, but just no one seems that keen on it, which is kind of weird. Um... So, yeah, like, I, I'm sure it won't be, like, a financial disaster or anything. It's not like, oh, man, they bet way too big on ghosts. Like, it's it's probably just not going to be able to top last year's numbers, which will kind of sign, like, the beginnings of interest in it waning a bit. The beginning of the end, that. if you will. Well, yeah, and, like, there's other high-profile games coming out in November, and the consoles and all that stuff. Like, I don't think people are as singularly focused on the big holiday game this year. So that seems a safe bet. Like, I, I don't know. Like I was kind of saying that years ago, cause I was tired with this series in like 2009, mm-hmm. but you know, it was way too early to call. Like people were still way up on it. it from what I've heard, black ops was actually pretty cool. I just never checked it out. So yeah. Did you play black ops? I can't remember. I did. You played both yes. Them, right. Yes. Was the was the first Black Ops like genuinely like pretty cool? Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I've heard. I've kind of been interested vaguely for a while. Like it's just like you go to Cuba, there's Ed Harris is talking to you, there's hacking and all this stuff. Like it's like, okay, that sounds kind of neat. I don't know. Yeah, it does some pretty cool stuff. The way they do the st- uh, storytelling itself makes it more interesting. Second mm-hmm. one not so much because of uh I can't remember, like, why exactly, and the parts I can remember are spoilers, so I'm not going to say those. But okay. uh, there's a lot I of just... parts that don't, they break the feeling that maybe you had any agency at all, or, like, not you as a player, but you as a character. Oh, okay. Which doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, this was a futile mission. You're just like, oh, okay. And the reason, like, there's there's one specific part where they force you to do something. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then that turns out to be the big, like, turning point. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, this lost all credibility to me because I didn't want to do that to begin with. And the game would not let me progress until I did it. So, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, fuck it. Whatever. Call of Duty's done. It's over. It's, it's done because I said so. Yeah, Bobby Kodak's gonna have to, you know, sell his mansion, move in. He probably to, uh, should have to, modest, anyway. you know, two bedroom apartment. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Anyways, that's forever. that's yeah. all we got for this week. So let's let yeah. people know how they can do that too. Well, check us out on Stitcher and listen to this message. Got a question or comment for the show? You can email us at podcast at pixelresponse.com or leave a voicemail using the voicemail feature on the right side of the main page. On Twitter, you can reach Nathan at Krasnor and Paul at Exposure. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash thepixelresponse and visit pixelresponse.com for more. 
I still can't believe I got had on a fucking Indie Royale bundle. <laughs> oh, did you ever elaborate on what happened? I didn't elaborate, so I'm going to go ahead and do that now, maybe, I guess, before we really finish it off here. So Indie Royale, they do their stupid bundles where they're like, hey, we're like Humble Bundle, only for indie games you probably don't care about. And, I mean, for the most part, people don't. But this one had the Curse of Nordic Cove in it, which I had mm-hmm. played and met and, like, had cigarettes with and just chatted with for a long time, the dudes who made it at uh, PAX. Oh, so okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a look to see what their final product looked like because the alpha was some bullshit. And so <laughs> the final product looks kind of the same. Whatever. It's an indie game. I'm not expecting a whole lot. It plays shitty. Uh, it's coded very badly because I have a decent computer oh, and it it can't run it very well. Okay. So like it. I could kind of say know. the same of uh, like Binding of Isaac or something though. Like we're just I like, can, why is this using memory so weird? No, but, dude. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Okay. And like it just doesn't make sense when like, I mean, it does make sense. Technically, when you think a company with a whole bunch of IT people and like bug testers and stuff are able to get something that looks really good, really smooth, work perfectly fine on like old PCs. But yeah. still, it's annoying when you have an indie game with like shitty graphics kind of sort of thing, like where it's not taking a lot, but somehow your computer is bogged the fuck down. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me. Anyways, the reason I'm pissed off is one of the games here in this bundle that I th- was just like, whatever, it's a game, so I want this game, I'll pr- probably try out the other ones. Expander, that's not even out yet. So I paid money, and they're like, yeah, you'll get the game Expander. And I go put in my Desura account, and what do I see? Expander, available in 12 days, status pre-ordered. What the fuck is that shit? How are they selling me pre-orders? I basically, like you were saying before, just was tricked into kickstarting it or something. Fuck that. What a load of horse shit. And I guess the main thing is, like, it doesn't seem to say that on the main page about that It doesn't give you a heads up at all. Yeah, so it's kind of lame. But you'll get that game eventually. And I won't play it, because fuck them. Fuck, what's their developer? All civilized planets? I don't even know what they've done, honestly. Maybe they're really good. Maybe, Maybe they are super good. And it's worth the wait. Okay, Maybe. so I just clicked on, like, okay, so anybody that doesn't know, Desura has their own kind of Steam-like thing, client. So yeah. I just clicked on the All Civilized Planets company thing, blah, blah, blah. And the first comment I see, and the only comment, why does this say it was released a month ago, but it's not for download? So there you go. Someone else I'm, is angry too. You found I'm pretty sure Expander soulmate. doesn't exist, and they're just stealing money from people. There's so, a video of it, but okay. I'm going to their homepage right now. I'm going to leave an angry comment. That's not true. I'd actually just want to see what they're doing. <laughs> okay, they're selling it for two fifty, and apparently it's a app. Oh Christ! I just basically got like a phone game. <laughs> Well, it's like and it's not even out yet <laughs> for four dollars or whatever, so it's not that bad. But okay, Ugh, what a pain! Could have been ass. more transparent about it. But yeah, okay. Like humble bundle, they tell you what you're gonna get, and half of the time you're like, I don't care about any of this, but whatever. 
then you buy it. It's true. Like I, I bought, bought the last Mini Humble game. Bundle. I bought Tropico. I bought the last one despite owning like seven of the games. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. oh, I, th- I th- what did I buy it for? Eats Beats Munchie. Oh, and f- yeah, Fez and the Fez soundtrack. Mainly the Fez soundtrack. Oh, I bought the Fez soundtrack a long time ago, so that wasn't even an incentive. Okay, I didn't, I didn't have it, so I was like, oh wow, it's really good. It's good, yeah. Brittany was playing Fez again. I was like, oh man, I should buy this song. And then it's like, oh wait, I'll just get the humble bundle, and then I'll just get a bunch of codes for the podcast. So hey, if you want a copy of Mark of the Ninja, uh, let me know. Twitter. <laughs> Real talk. Also, this indie bundle or indie royale bundle. Jam Souls fucking sucks. Curse of Nordic Nordic Cove isn't very good, and Expander doesn't technically exist, so don't buy it. Don't oh, give Indie Royale your money. Whoa. Throwing Indie Royale under the bus, just like shots fired, cannon balls lobbed at each other's ships. Or who so- knows, maybe Millennium A New Hope is fantastic, but I can tell you From Pulse isn't very good either, and I played that on the XBLA version of indie game or whatever xblig that sounded cool though it it's okay it doesn't game. play very well though oh so unless you love onit or brett airborne probably shouldn't bother i don't know either know either of those anyways we're done for this week we'll see you guys next time sinistar check it out still cool It's just like, you know, hey, indie devs and all that, but it's just like, I can't fund all of you. I just can't. And I kind of don't want to anymore, because you're all secretly my worst enemy. So, it's on. Competition. We have the mature contents, blah, 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 warning for Twitch, because I don't know if you heard some of the stuff we talk about, but I don't want no kids coming in here (laughs) sometimes. Oh, okay. No, the chat room's asking, like, why do I get in contents maybe inappropriate tab every time? It's like, because we're pretty inappropriate. After that, all that Down Syndrome shit, that was just... It wasn't Down Syndrome, it was Cerebral Palsy. Jeez, are you just saying all... Even worse. You're saying all disabled people are the same, basically. See? That's why. Offensive, dismissive statements like that. That you made. You know retards and it's just like whoa whoa that just viewership dropped to zero and jared ray is like just getting a phone call he's so pissed you know retards krasnor 2013 yeah using the r word so sorry for you know just using horrible language like that in and around the common space I don't know. Should I play Darksiders 2? Because I got it in the weekly sale. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about playing it again and like trying to like get through it. Because I liked that first game so much. Yes. How could they have failed so yes. bad? They couldn't, right? There's got to be amazing stuff in there. In theory, yeah. And like what I was playing wasn't like awful. It was just 
it just kind of dried up and petered out. And I went, eh, I don't know. I'm okay. Video yeah. games. I already own Red Faction Armageddon. Why isn't anyone putting Gorilla in these packs? That's I know, the, the good one. I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, we got the latest Red Faction. It's like, no, fuck that piece of garbage. Give me the one from 2009. Give me the good one. The good one. What's so hard about giving me content that is decent? Yeah, I know I'm only paying you the absolute minimum every time these happen, but I want my free stuff. I do that too, and I I don't know if I should feel bad about that, but I don't. I don't. At all. Because fuck them, video games are worthless. (laughs) They are. There's just dump bins full of them everywhere. Like, we're we're helping them clean out these digital garbage bins full of games. Just like, what is this file? Oh, it's Darksiders 2. Throw it up there. Let's get it out of here. Get that, get that shit out. Yeah. Supreme Commander games. Who cares about those? Whoever did. There's a commercial. They're playing uh, in wheelchairs. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They probably, have, they probably have Down Syndrome then, don't they, Nathan? <laughs> Based on my limited knowledge, that may be the case. I don't know. My little brother has Down syndrome. And now is the time where I'm like in this point where it's like, is Paul lying to me to make me feel awkward? No, I'm not lying to you. True. Okay. He has for my whole life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> his whole life because he's younger. Why are you sorry? I'm, well, because I made light of your family's situation. Oh, I don't fucking care. Okay, good. Forge 8.7. Oh, yeah. yeah. Available in 12 days. Nice, right? Yep. Thanks. Just looking at the mayoral candidates, why hasn't anyone from the Hart family run for mayor? Cause Actually, I had this discussion with I had this discussion with um somebody from work and we said the same thing. Like it's just like, "Wait a minute. Why isn't Bret Hart our mayor? What's happened?" You know, Cuz he's like, like the most popular Canadian or Calgarian, right? Yeah, so it's just be like, well, no one can defeat Nenshi, and it's just like, oh shit, look whose name's on the ballot, Brett Hitman Hart. I can't not vote for that. I don't even care if he's great at mayoring. Our city would become, like, a worldwide phenomenon. So, I don't know. We join the oh. ranks of such great places as, like, Minnesota wrestlers as our leaders. Ken Levine's entire career is based on Zardoz, pretty much, as far as I could tell. Um, like he was, he was like putting up all that Ayn Rand stuff as kind of a front. Really, he's yeah. just a huge fanboy for Zardoz. It's like his love letter to that movie. It makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because why um, would you love something other than that, right? Well, after having seen it, you know, kinda. But 